0: You're listening to the Business of Branding Podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur, ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining in today um, to the Business of Branding podcast. I have an exciting interview um, with Megan James, who is a local artist here um, in Jupiter area. She's a Florida native. Um, She grew up in West Palm Beach, and if you aren't familiar with her work, it's very much inspired by nature, um, natural elements, a lot of work around the ocean, which is such a big part of our world here. Um, and I'm just—I've been so inspired by your work. Uh, Megan's here with me in person, so this might be different than someone I'm recording with virtually, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm so happy to have have you here in person. And I've—I've um, I've known Megan for about. A year and a half maybe two years mm-hmm. now um, and I know that when I saw your work for the first time I was so blown away and so inspired by it and we made some connections uh, through an art gallery that I was doing a little bit of work with um, we've kind of just stayed in touch Megan's also a creative director at my daughter's school and to me that was also like a big draw for Her going there, too, is I felt like she was in really good hands from a creative perspective, which is um, important to me. And so I'm just so excited to have you here and to learn, like, more about you and how you came into this work and maybe even, like, how you initially got started from your childhood, like, from a creative perspective, Um, and then what you're up to now and... Yeah, and all the above. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't you share with us, like, the early parts of Megan and and your art? Right. Um,
1: Well, since I was about your daughter's age, um, Mm -hmm. everyone just called me an artist. Really? Yeah. It was that that easy yeah they were like
0: <laughs> she's, you're just she's a little artist yeah yeah
1: I just um, was always creating things and um, you know talking about what I was seeing uh, I remember um, when I was really showing an interest in drawing my dad built me this incredible art table out of wood and he put it in our living room so, so that cool. it was like part of us being together but it was Megan's going to be doing art while everyone else is like watching tv or cooking or doing whatever
0: um it makes it reminds me of um that point reminds me of I remember in my yoga teacher training they would talk about like creating a meditation space so that it's one of those things that like you want it to like Every time you walk by, it'd be like, hey, Megan, come do art. you yeah. know? like, hey, Nikki, come meditate. It was. It was it, an like, invitation. It calls out to you. It's like an invitation. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, so it was just very welcome in my house. My mom mm-hmm. was really good at drawing, and she's a seamstress. Not by that. trade, but just in her spare time, she would like reupholster all of our furniture. And So I saw that creativity is like limitless, mm-hmm. you know? and both my parents really... Um, they didn't buy a lot but they made a lot and so it just was the culture that I was growing up in and um, that just intensified the older I got and um, in elementary I started showing and yeah yeah, my art teacher was always pulling like all the class projects that we were doing and Putting them in different little uh, shows around West Palm or Wellington, Mm -hmm. um, Palm Beach Mall, you (laughs) know. And
0: um, Megan has a gallery (laughs) in Palm
1: Beach Mall. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool to see that you know it meant something to other people. And um, in high school, same thing. And I became more serious about doing something with my work. So when I was about what, 17 or 18, I then lived in North Carolina with my mom, um, and I did high school there. Mm-hmm. And it was a really uh, artsy community. Yeah. It was In Winston Salem. Oh, cool. In the Triad, yeah, and. Um, a lot of artists just had studios, and I said, well, how much, how much is it a month just to have, you know, a studio space that mm-hmm. I could work in? And, and how
0: old were you at the time?
1: 17, Four. 18, something like that, yeah. yeah. And it was within my budget of, you know, the money I was making, like, brushing horses on the weekend yeah. <laughs> on a farm. And so I took that space for a little while and started to understand the value of working next to other artists and how you just share energy and ideas and, you know, that's a really special environment. Um, And then I ended up coming back to Florida, and that was to pursue my art, Mm -hmm. and it was showing in Miami and um, just kind of figuring out what the whole... So then I found my way back to Florida. And um, was starting to show in Miami and, and figuring out what the whole art scene down here was like. Mm-hmm. And it was a little intimidating. Yeah. And I was... Just um, the Miami
0: scene in general felt
1: intimidating? Just the gallery scene, I think. Ugh. Yeah, Miami too. It was before... There were artists doing stuff in Wynwood, but it was scary. Yeah, It wasn't like Wynwood today.
0: Yeah, like sketchy to be there? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, it was
1: scary to be there. And... Um, Anyway, I just was was seeing what was what it was like and trying to show, and people were calling me. I don't know how. I think I had like a MySpace that yeah. I was promoting my art in at that time, mm-hmm. and I guess I was about twenty then. And uh, so anyway, during that time, I started um, walking dogs to make some extra money. Yeah, and Somehow, that whole thing just blew up, and I was primarily just servicing um, Palm Beach clients, Mm -hmm. and it's like such a beautiful word of mouth
0: area, yeah, Yeah.
1: and then I just became so busy, and then kind of put the art to to the side, and... That turned into me not really doing any more visual art for almost 10 years. Like suppressing your creative energy in a way? I was super creative in other ways, like the marketing of the business and, you know, like the pamphlets and I started doing yeah. like some dog training too and tips and different things and it was all like super gorgeous material yeah. and I was, I think creativity is woven into everything that we do, so... Mm-hmm working with dogs there's a lot of problem solving and so I was um being really creative just using different parts of what that such an
0: interesting thing to talk about because I feel like it reminds me of like when I talk about branding and people immediately think like logo Right. Just, like, the visual. And so I just, like, caught myself doing that to you, like, by saying, like, oh, suppressing your creative energy. And you just really, like, even opened it up for me that, like, no, there's so many other ways for me to be creative outside of this one medium. Right. Whatever that one medium is, right? Yes. And to be able to, like, use your creative energy in problem solving, in other ways to do – to. Build a business to mm-hmm. live life to raise your children like all of the above. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I think a, there were a lot of dog walkers that were coming on the scene at the same time. This is so funny that that's the dog that's, walking. I, scene, I know yeah. it's it's funny to think about. But I think what set me apart was my approach. It was very creative, mm-hmm. and you have to think about the whole, yeah, the whole picture and. Yeah. Um, so, th- yeah, there was you a were certain vibe. You brand building
0: before brand building was really, like, trendy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I had a, a white Vespa. Everything was white, you know. And so cool. I was just, like, I had, like, a uniform. It was and... really on
0: brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was. It, it was pretty funny. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um. Yeah,
1: so other creative outlets that I had, like, during that time were, like, writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been very dedicated to writing. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. I just, like, dabbled in a lot of different things. I remember with the dog walking, then I also got into um, ballet for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So creativity was everywhere. It just wasn't the visual art. I think I had been a little turned off by my experiences. And then when things were working so well with making money and walking dogs, then, you know, you just kind of, like, oh, something's working about this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with
0: that, you know? Yeah, yeah, you cling to, like different things it's I just find this whole idea of like being being nurtured when you're really young Mm -hmm. from a creative perspective and then um that really being supported like through childhood I really think it shapes so many other parts of you even if you don't become an artist yeah right it's like having the freedom as a kid to express yourself Mm and um it not be looked at as, like, weird or not traditional or, like, you can never make a career out of that. Like, there's so many ways to be creative in this world outside Unless. of, like, starving artists, right? Yes. And I, I've i always been really, really grateful that I went to um, University of Louisville, like, basically to cheerlead was, like, my backstory mm. and took an art class and I've, I have really no skill when it comes to like painting or drawing mm-hmm. on like a, you know, like a portrait perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but my teacher was like, you should really look into graphic arts. And I was always mm. like so techie and loved computers. And I, uh, my grandfather worked for, uh, for AT&T, but before that he worked before Apple was Apple worked for the company before that. And, He was really there at like the inception of the internet and so he would just give me his little Mm. hand-me-down computers and i got so good and um i took my first graphic design class and i was like yes like this is the creative outlet i always needed and it felt i felt so grateful to find that but what i feel even more thankful for is like my mom supported me to go to art school to leave regular college like a traditional degree Mm. and say i'm gonna go get an art degree that's big (laughs) yeah which I then ended up only getting an associate's degree like never even finished getting a bachelor's Mm -hmm. and um it was just had I not been supported in doing that I like I, I look around and I'm like what would I be doing right now in you know in life and would I be like raising coral the same way? Right. Would I Would I want her to be creative in these ways if I wasn't like nurtured to do that? Sure. So it's just really interesting and to know that it's, it's safe to lose little, like to, to pivot and to shift and to follow other things and know that there's times when, you know, income's important and right. if you, you know, it's never going to go away. Right. The creative abilities.
1: Yeah, I love when things, Seem random, or we label, you know, oh, that was a that was a off the off the path, you know, thing that I did. Uh-huh. But then it's those very experiences that, you know, get you where you are today, and have so much to do with the skills that you have mm-hmm. and the belief that you have that you can take something as little as dog walking and, you know, turn it into turn it into a, yeah yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. And give you the courage to even say, like, okay, I did this. Right. Like, I, I did this, and I can do this. It's so great when you self-motivate that way. Like, yes. to me, that's such a like, amazing thing is, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I see I can do that, and, like, I can do that again in another form, in another, like, industry, in mm-hmm. another capacity. And the beautiful part about that, too, is I think other people – are starting other women specifically are starting to look around and say if she can do it so can i mm-hmm. you know and this story to me is so important and it might be like dog walking ha huh? you know yeah. but it's also like you did something like yes. you made something out of whatever right and and then like we'll continue on with your story now, but it's like yeah, it's all changed and you're you're like building something again. It's
1: so funny that you put it that way too, because at the time, you know, I said I was I was intimidated, you know, and I wasn't ready for those experiences, but the the career that I built, you know, with animals was safe, you know, mm-hmm. and it gave me it has given me the proof. It prepared you. Yes, it prepared me mm-hmm. for sure for the the next things to come. So yeah.
0: That. We always, I always find it interesting. I've recently just wrapped up with a client who had been working on this, really this whole business for the last like year and a half. Um, and she hired me probably to help her build that business. <laughs> mm-hmm. And In that time, um, over the course of six weeks, or really like three months working with her in total, um we got to the part where like she was like I don't want to do it this way anymore mm. and was really scared to start over and I see this happen all the time or um create something new in business or pivot or I like to call it like course correcting and there's always this fear of starting from scratch again mm. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like you're like never starting from scratch again. You're like showing up to the starting line again right. with like a whole new set of skill and understanding and awareness and tools to like get to get from zero to one hundred faster. Yeah. Than it took you that first time around. Yeah. And it seems like that's like what happened for you. You Absolutely. like showed up to the starting line after that business with like A whole set of things right yeah
1: and understanding like what it takes to build something from the ground up Mm -hmm. and
0: yeah amazing yes so after the dog walking yeah what happened from then so yeah I was just into
1: a lot of different creative projects Um, I had my first daughter and I was homeschooling her Mm -hmm. Um, the business grew into some other you know larger uh, like dog service mm-hmm. type, you know, business and and we were doing really well with that. So then I was just at home and I started getting really into cooking and food, and then that turned into uh, some farming and homesteading, mm-hmm. cool. which became a huge part of my life for about five years. And that's where all of my creativity was going. Mm-hmm. I had a food blog. Called so, Fig and Fauna at the time. So fun. Yeah, yeah, and I quickly got a lot of coverage from that because it was like before everyone was doing farm to table. It was yeah when um, Joel Salatin had just uh, come out with his um, his piece on um, I think it was like Food Inc. or something like mm-hmm. that. That documentary that was really changing the way people were seeing farming. Yeah, and I was crazy after I had my first daughter about the idea of giving her a relationship with food. Cool. And just instinctual. I just was so motivated to know every part of the process of what we were eating. And I Mm -hmm. felt like at that time it was was like having a conversation with me was always going to turn into something about this because I was so passionate about it. Um, I think that what we eat is, that is, offers us so much intimacy, Mm -hmm. you know, and having a relationship, um, you know, from a seedling, putting it in the soil and and seeing it every day and making sure that it has everything that it needs, you know, Mm -hmm. and understanding everything about that plant and you're really spending so much time with it and it's getting to know you, you know, it's part of your life. And then, you know, to be able to turn that into a meal that you're nourishing your little girl, mm-hmm. it just, and she was a part of the entire thing too. Yeah. You know, she did it with me. So I spent like a five years basically diving. In that space. Deep into the food thing. So cool. Yeah. It was, that was where what my art was yeah. at the time. Yeah.
0: I love that through all everything you're sharing, it's like artists through and through. Yeah. And how can I apply how can I how can I fuel my soul given my current circumstances? Mm. Or like wherever I'm at in life right now yes. or whatever I'm dealt at the moment versus it's sort of it's like staying in the lane of like everything that's happening is happening for me and not to me. Yeah. And so, I just think there's a freedom in everything that you're sharing right now. Yeah. That like your craft can tr- can transform. Yeah. Into where, you know, it's up to you and only you to be able to apply what fuels you. Yes. What your passion is into all these different areas. Right. Right. You or, create your yeah, life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, or you can just stay fixated on the fact that, like, i not. I don't have that right now. Yes. Like, I can't do that right now. Right. It's just it's like so true. I, I have soil out back, and I'm gonna go garden, and I'm gonna choose to apply my creativity to like this. Uh, this right now.
1: Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's that, amazing. It really is. And just the recognition that all you have to do is. Is just be aware,
0: right. you know, Show of the up. beauty
1: and and it's up to you what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, your child's cereal in the morning can be a beautiful piece of art. Right. You know, that pink milk or whatever it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, no,
0: totally. You know, kids do that. Children do that to you They too. do. They help you see. Yeah, they really do. I feel like I had a little bit. I'm almost having an aha moment right now, actually, like, on this, that, like, (laughs) I see all the time people talk about, like, children, you know, open up your eyes to different things, and I feel like I've maybe had a hard time connecting to that, Mm. because I'm a pretty aware person to begin with, so, like, having a child, like, uh, you know, I could go deep before, you know, Mm. having a kid, you know, and I could, I could really, like, I could go there and, and have that, like, level of awareness, um, and so I really, I really had a hard time sort of connecting with that, and now that you're relating it to, like, from a create, creative perspective, which to me is, like, my soul language, right, that's yeah. the way that I can, like, communicate best I'm realizing like wow yeah I could really take other situations that I go through with coral or (laughs) her pink cereal milk and like to me it's like yeah these are this is a great way for me to connect with her that I maybe like haven't been doing yeah thus far besides like it's all there crayons yeah
1: it's it's all there all you have to do is just like notice yeah go along they definitely will pull you in
0: yeah, so interesting. If you, okay. yeah. If, you, if you let them, If you like, let them, like, it's giving yourself the permission. Ugh, another thing I was reading the other day yeah. was about, um, I think it was in the Conscious, it's called Conscious Parenting or the Conscious Parent yes. book, and I was reading, I listened to it actually on audio when I have some spare time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was talking about how uh, mothers sometimes get really you feel like you have to like there's got to be rules and boundaries and all these like all of a sudden you become a mom and it's like you can't like dance late at night Mm. in front of your kids because it's bedtime and they need to take a bath and like you know what I mean and it's just like this it becomes this like habitual routine that doesn't offer enough space for like I'm going to call it creativity, right, or, like, energy that could be expressed outside of, like, this is the way you're supposed to be a mom, right, and I've, like, found myself sometimes, and, like, whether that includes a glass of wine or not Mm -hmm. or whatever, right, it's, like, it's okay to still be for the parts of, like, Megan or the parts of Nikki that were, like, fun and free and creative before you had a, a child right. and before you became a mom to still like be that and yeah. like what an example to your children that you can still like for me it's like I can bend the rules a little like I can yeah. laugh and play and have fun and know that like they're still gonna go to bed on time you absolutely. know absolutely and there's it's it's like it's okay.
1: Well, you know, being understood <laughs> is part of what we do as humans, mm-hmm. and I think one way that we can really show our kids that we get them is by getting into what they're getting into, you yeah, know, and and um, sharing that frequency mm-hmm. of letting go and creating, and then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, she gets it.
0: Then they're, you and know? they're like that's okay they're like that's okay yes that's normal right this isn't weird exactly oh I've wanted like I think on a really subconscious level even at like two year like corals two gonna be two and a half like there's parts of her that I see her like check me and then like go a step further mm. you know what I mean like yes. sometimes I know that that can be done in a little bit of a little malicious way <laughs> right like if she's watching I'm gonna do it more but I see her do it even in like a, like creative ways like, Oh, can I push this even one step further? Sure. And I I really think it's like on a subconscious level of almost like how weird can I get <laughs> like without them even knowing what weird really means, you yes. know? Like I I took Coral yesterday after school. She's really into her quad right now and I we have a little electric quad. So mm-hmm. I took her to the nature we run that nature path across from the school. Mm-hmm. I took her there to ride her quad and on it we ended up seeing this big turtle so she like stopped the quad got off we like watched the turtle and it like went and burrowed and then like we finished and at the end I was like filming her and I said Coral like what'd you think of that turtle and she was like it was cool and then i was like what do you think of this place it was like her first time and when she was riding she was like this place is so cool and it's like she just <laughs> learned what cool meant yeah but then i said to her like what do you think of this place at the end and she was like it feels like home oh. and i was like Oh, oh my gosh! and like for her to feel like safe enough that she knows like home isn't only this like yes. vessel that we're in it's it's more than that was like it makes me like teary-eyed you know it was like oh my gosh like if I allow her to say that and not her, and not say no honey like home is where right. we live right. you know it's just like yeah this is home yeah. this can feel like home for you exactly and I became feeling yeah and to me I think that really starts to like that is the foundation to like someone, a human being, feeling comfortable to yes. like go there and be creative and like whatever that ends up transpiring in through her life is like cool. Could right. be so many things. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like we've gone on like a, a I tangent, love it. but it's so good. It's all good. part of it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so why? What about where? Like, how did you then get back into? the art you're doing now and like tell us about that art yeah. now. Okay.
1: So um I so then I had a divorce okay. and I had this incredible opportunity to what the fuck am I gonna do now? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a chance for me to explore that. How old were your kids at
0: that point? Just um, out of curiosity.
1: One and four. Cool. Or Almost
0: five, yeah. Yeah, was there any parts of you that were like, shit, I'm like, what am I doing? Or were oh, yeah, like, or was it just the like, I have the opportunity just to make something new right now? It was both, yeah, you yeah. know,
1: is there's like you know, dark moments and and, and light moments mm-hmm. and, and everything, and you know, you just can't let the dark moments grab hold of you and start believing. Yeah that only you know yeah yeah totally so it was definitely like what am i gonna do um and that was motivating you know but it was also like okay i don't you know i was doing the the pet business because it did so well but remember i was only doing that because that was my side hustle to support my art so i kind of just picked right back up like nothing ever happened and i started doing some, I did, a like, a repeat of a, a, a model, an Australian model that I was doing all those years ago, like, the mm. last piece that I did, and I just played with that sketch, and I had not really sketched in, like, ten years, for real.
0: Yeah, was there a part of you that was like, wow, I really miss this?
1: Oh, yeah. So, I actually found the, the picture on my phone last night, and that was 2016, and it was on my, I guess, 30th birthday, mm-hmm and I posted it after I did it, and so so many people that had been close to me for, you know, those 10 years didn't even know that I did art, Mm -hmm. because they met me, you know, through the farming, or through the, through being a mom, or whatever, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, so they were seeing that part of me for the first time, and I was remembering,
0: oh, this is, This is me, I love this, yeah. It reminds me of, you said in the beginning, like, uh, your first, when your art teacher was, like, pulling your art, and you were like, wow, this means something to other people. Yeah. It's almost like that all over again. It was. Yeah. It was
1: exactly that all over again. Yeah. You know, and even if you love the, the work and the process of something, which I adore with my art... Um, it's a whole other conversation to talk about like what is the value in this how how do you know how does this serve other people or do I find value in this Mm -hmm. do you you know just because you love doing it doesn't mean you find value in the product even you know Mm -hmm. because a lot of pieces that I do once I'm done I'm like I don't even like it. I'm like, please take this thing off my hands, you know, to anyone right. just come get it because, you know, I <laughs> That's spent, you know, yeah, I spent all the time with it and that was the good stuff.
0: Yeah. was
1: the process of, of living with the piece and all the things that I needed to learn
0: to, while To finish it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Like, Oh, how much easier would it be to just like for, say, forget it when, things get hard in the process of in a painting a, sure in life right sure. And like let's just let painting be your greatest teacher of that
1: yeah concept you well know? it is a great teacher for that and there's a point in every piece it doesn't matter how small or how big where I have a moment and I'm like oh, you know I could easily
0: scrap this scrap right this now? right now
1: yeah or should I, you know, and yeah. and that's such a good lesson to have on a regular basis because then you start Heck seeing yeah. it take shape, and you're like, oh, yeah. And there's nothing better than, like, going to sleep after being super frustrated, painting, and exhausted, and then waking up in, in the morning and seeing how far you came. Yeah. You know, right yeah. there, staring at you, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I can make waves, literally, yeah. you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah,
1: so, um, I got back into it that way, and after that first sketch that I did on mm-hmm. my, on my birthday, then I had a show four months later, and it was, like, a sell-out show. It was amazing. Sweet! Yeah. it's amazing. And then, you know... And you just
0: invited, like, contacts you knew, like, used your resources. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so then I thought, okay, I guess I can do this thing, because I made pretty great money, and... Mm-hmm. Um so I that kind of leads me to where I am now, you yeah. know? And and it's just been the the things that have come up the most, you know, since that that back in the back in the game of art sketch to now mm-hmm. are just how to do it with kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and how to What do I need to be productive and to stay creative? Those have been the biggest things that I'm, that I'm chewing on all the time and Mm -hmm. and learning and growing in.
0: Yeah. I more, now more than ever, so resonate with that. I think over, for me, over the last, and I would love to talk a little bit more about this. For me, over the last, um, specifically like eight weeks or like three months, I've really, I've. I realized that through pregnancy and pre-pregnancy I very much like accounted for Nikki you know and like what mm-hmm. does Nikki need and you know whether that was therapy or acupuncture or eating better you know like mm-hmm. I just would really like check in on all of those things and to me All of those things are what keep me inspired and keep me in flow and keep me open and available to receive inspiration and do my best work, right, and serve best, and um, I realized in the last couple months, I'm like, wow, like, not that I've, like, entirely put myself on the back burner. I I don't want to say that, but I definitely was like, my body hurts a little, Mm. you know, like... I'm not eating nearly as good as I could be like there's sometimes that I'm definitely working all day and I shove an uncrustable in my mouth and then go pick up coral right Right. that's just like the reality of not every day but some days and and like I didn't go to therapy anymore and I hadn't really been to other healers like I like like I like you know like I like to do and so I I've personally really been chewing on the question of like what does Nikki need Mm. in order for me to up level and I know and I don't know if you resonate with this but for me I find it really easy to hide in my work and like to to like wake up do the thing work all day and then like click into mama mode and then I'm just like mom for the second half of my day you know Mm. and it's really easy for me to like hide in that and so thankfully and the 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 silver lining of it of this all is that I have up leveled in business you know and I have up leveled in income and things like that and still I got to a place where I'm like okay the rest of my life is ready to like catch up yeah and like Nikki is ready to elevate that the same place Nikki's business has elevated to Mm -hmm. and I think I think that there's, I think it happens for everyone on any, whatever time schedule and timeline feels appropriate for their life and given their circumstances and all the above. But, um, yeah. it's such an important thing to say like, okay, like, what do I need right now? Yes. And that
1: <laughs> can be a moving target Yeah, too. You, you can revise
0: that depending on all sorts of things. Totally one step at a time. I, I think we can offer everyone listening here, like some tips and tools Mm -hmm. or like what's worked for you or what you've found. And I know that what works for you might not work for me and what's worked for me might not work for everyone listening, but almost having the awareness of like the question and saying, like, okay, like, what do I need is almost a weight lifted alone. It is. Yeah, and, like, for me, it's, like, I ordered green chef, and I realized, like, I'm tired. I don't like when my, I, I could do with or without meat half the time, yeah. and I'm not, like, labeling myself as anything, but my husband is, like, what do we have for meat in the freezer? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Like, so I ordered butcher box, like sustainably sourced, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished meat. It arrives tomorrow. And, like, and just getting, like, the green chef and the organic meals and this, knowing that, like, right now that would serve me on some level. Yes. To like, Like, it would serve me to have that right now and whether that lasts for, like, a month or six months or the next year, like fine. That's what the check ins for. That's what it's for. It's just having that awareness to like, what do I like what do I need right now? Yeah.
1: Well, I know that I hear a lot from people, like, how do you stay inspired? Yeah, that's a big one. And I think the first thing is you're not going to ever find perfect conditions. If you're looking for perfect conditions to create, mm-hmm. you're not going to make much.
0: There's your garden. Go yeah. learn
1: how to garden. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the place, especially yeah. if you're a mom. You know, you just have to grab it where you can get it. But uh if you are already depleted or feel like you don't have enough time or you're exhausted, agitated, whatever, all of those things mm-hmm. that it, that does not uh, lend itself to, you know, being inspired mm-hmm. and, and creating. So I think just like what you were saying, you know, you know that you need your, your yoga or mm-hmm. your meditation or whatever it is. Um, I think health first is just like check yeah. in with the health situation. And it's so funny because I grew up, you know, in this era of, like, artists are, like, struggling, and if you want to write a song or do a painting, you need to be in some form of pain or something like that. There's, like, this idea around it. Um, Like, it can only
0: be created from struggle. Yes.
1: Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I had this, like, major aha moment over the past couple years Mm -hmm. where I learned that the more I'm, like, an athlete, the more I'm an artist. A t- tell
0: me more. Yeah.
1: It's super cool. So, and I've written so much about it. When I am running, like, f- FYI, if you ever see, like, the blonde girl running by the beach with, like, yelling into her phone, it's me, like, you know, Shut writing up. all the words while I'm running. Because it all flows through me so easily <sighs> when I'm in that active state. And yeah. I'm just, like, pushing myself and pushing myself. And, you know, when you when you push your body and you accomplish a goal, you know, you, you're trying to run a mile, two miles, three miles, next minute you're, or next time you go into, you're able to push it a little bit further. Your mind is registering this information. You're learning. I am capable of mm-hmm. this big thing that seemed crazy a couple of weeks ago to mm-hmm. do. So then when I go and I run and I push myself and, feel that struggle of my body and then get past it, I come back to the canvas and I am unstoppable.
0: That is amazing. Yeah. I, this is, I'm, I'm a former athlete. Like I grew up doing, uh, I was a gymnast my whole life. Like started at two years old, like Coral's age in the gymnastics gym. I went to preschool at, through kindergarten in the gymnastics gym. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I, cheer switched over to cheer okay and so I realized over the last couple of years like a part of me was really left behind when I stopped like being active in, yes. in that athlete way mm-hmm. and being nurtured in that athlete way by trainers and by this and that and um but just before when I was mentioning that over the last like three months I've really started to ask myself these questions I'm also just making the connection right now that I like finally, I, I got a Peloton bike in December and I've been, I've worked out more than I've ever worked out in my, since I was probably 15, like over the last like three, four months, um, which is so amazing. And my body feels so different than it, like, it's almost like, how, how have I not been doing this? And Um, It's made me so much more creative and it's opened up my mind to even have the awareness of like, yeah, I'm not being supported in the ways I need to be, even like self-supported. And it's opened up conversations in relationships that I have with my husband, all these ways for me to like, to, to be supported differently and to be more creative. Yes. And it's just so interesting that you like, I would have never like, yeah correlated yeah. to. I know,
1: I know. When it happened for me I was like exploding with ideas and I was like, is this a thing? Like, you know, is there something that I could be putting out there about, you know, this yeah. connection? Um, but it's real. It's real. When you when you are telling your body to push like that and you're and you're doing it then less things seem difficult you know right. then then it seems um anything seems like something that you can do
0: well I think that it's a cellular imprint right yes. like it's something that's being embedded into every cell of your body if not on a like neuro level right of, like yeah I, I like I, I see myself do that when I'm writing and it's like really hard I also can run more than I ever ran before. Now that Amazing. I did that just from like the endurance and the running piece for me has been the aha where I'm like, wow, I thought I just physically wasn't capable of running more in right. a mile, but like actually it's just cause I wasn't practicing it, you yeah. know, or going allowing myself to go there. Cause I didn't believe I could. Right. But what you're saying is like when when you start to do it and shock yourself like belief starts to happen it does and that trickles into every area of your life and it's another one of those things
1: just like um creativity where if you're looking for the perfect condition it's never going to happen you Mm -hmm. know you have to just go and do it you just have to carve out the time and do it and once you do you know, then yeah you know the effects.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just really no stopping at that point. Right. Like when you can figure out one thing, you can figure out all of it. Yes, it's the belief. Yeah, it's totally the belief. I I believe that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's It's such a major catalyst um, for the way that you show up in the world as an artist, as an entrepreneur, as a creator, as a mom, as a wife, as a partner, as yeah. all of it yeah amazing and so your art now um very much is inspired by nature um tell us a little bit about your art now and what's to come
1: um so I focus mostly on water Mm -hmm. um but in all sorts of different ways that Mm -hmm. people don't usually think of um I focused for about a year and a half almost two years now uh, underwater scenes mm-hmm. I'm really inspired by these clouds that are formed under the water when a wave comes down mm-hmm. any um, surfer or uh, snorkeler can probably tell you about what that looks like and it, it's a moment when you're just there you're mm-hmm. under the whole thing and you surrender it's mm-hmm. a moment of surrender, for sure. Yeah. And it's all these, you know, tiny, tiny bubbles that make this beautiful cloud and in the blue and then it just goes up to the top, just like you. You yeah. know, and you go back up back to the, the world. hmm Um so
0: I do underwater clouds and it feels to me like a pause. Every time I dance. see your art, it's like a pause. Yeah. It's like a moment to just it's like the space in between and inhale and it's like there, it's yeah. happening whether you realize it or not, and it's just like a moment of nothingness, yeah, but like everything. Exactly, <laughs> it
1: is, yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it.
0: You're welcome, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs>
1: I'm always searching, so that's great, okay. yeah. Um, and then my work right now, I'm working on a show, um, and it's all in black and white and these are all coastal scenes from the area and Mm -hmm. some um, figures underwater and um, I just love putting a body in the water too and yeah and thinking about what that feels like I think being in the ocean is like the greatest embrace that you'll ever have Mm -hmm. you know it's all-consuming just being held and um, that's that's what those figures are representing to me yeah yeah it's like a hug it
0: is yeah amazing I love it um you everyone listening will have to check out Megan's artwork it's completely breathtaking um Mm -hmm. it is you're so talented and it's so beautiful and so amazing and I personally have just loved watching it evolve in these subtle shifts that you've made Mm -hmm. um because you're pulled to do that, you know, and it's just been really amazing and I I really look forward to continuing to follow your journey. Thank you. So um, Megan is planning a new uh, gallery opening, a new show uh, coming in April, date and location to be decided, (laughs) but it's coming, so why don't you tell everyone where to find you, either website social media which i'll also include this in the show notes so that you can stay in the loop on her opening or connect with her um see her artwork and share it with the world
1: yeah Yeah. um my instagram handle that's probably the the best way to keep in touch with what's going on is megan underscore underscore james double underscore (laughs) megan double
0: underscore james (laughs) Yep.
1: and my website is
0: meganjames.org perfect amazing well thank you so much for being here um thank you Just as mama and creator, I know this has been so expansive for me and um, I've really just enjoyed learning about you and I love the conversation we had. Me too. Yeah, thank thank you. you so much.